Are you ready? It's time. For the Beast Cast. Let's fucking go. Welcome to the <laughs> Welcome to the Beast Cast episode 29. Um, as always, as always, as freaking always, I'm here with the literal Jesus Christ reborn himself, the man who has come to save us all. He needs no introduction, but I'm giving him one anyways. Mr. Raven Bones the fifth. What up? So it's been a it's been a very one-sided week um about news. Mainly all the news yeah. came out about a particular thing that we literally absolutely love to dog on. One certain company, <clears throat> certain man, certain people. Oh man, where do we even begin? Hold on. Uh, okay. Let's begin from the beginning. Before time, there was the cube. Um, okay, no, we aren't going that far back. Uh, <laughs> the Transformers. Dude, the Transformers, dude, that was insane. Me me on my religion test when I'm trying to fucking, when I forgot to study, so I'm just making shit up. Before time, there was the cube. Uh, okay, we'll start from the beginning. So. You may be asking, why did all this random news about the company we love to dog on, Marvel, come out, like, right now? Like, of all times, you know, like, okay, it's kind of weird, you know, it's like November, you know. They have a big movie about the drop, big movie in quotes, about the drop. That shit's not going to make over $150 million at the box office, I guarantee it. Actually, no, it will make over, okay, here's my, pre- here's my prediction about the Marvels. I think it's going to make okay money, but they're not going to make any money back. Because it's like a $250 million project, they're going to make like $300 million maybe. That's my projection. Movie's gonna be ass, by the way. I can tell you that right now. I'm not even going to see it. But so, one hundred percent. Why did all of this come out right now? Well, here's why. So, the very, very, you know, rich people at Marvel, Kevin Feige, all those guys who sit in those rooms and say, "How can we make it worse?" Um, they decided that, or, or not decided. They have an annual. This happens every single year. It at the end of October, or I think it's like, yeah, it's like the end of October into like the beginning of, you know, November, usually they have a retreat. They have a Marvel executive retreat where they go and talk shop about what needs to be changed, what they want to change, what they want to add, what they want to get rid of, stuff like that, you know, and um, excuse me, um, it ended up being a lot about what the hell to do with the Avengers and mainly Kang. Um, but then everything sort of kind of came out and they just said fuck it we're just gonna start talking about everything we're gonna go from you know changing casting to maybe bringing casting back to maybe changing projects like entire projects are going to be completely changed some projects are getting canceled some projects are almost done that might get canceled like echo which literally already has a trailer that dropped which apparently is supposed to be the bloodiest marvel movie of all time um but they might actually just scrap the project despite it literally being done filming and almost done editing or being edited, I should say. So, the news 
has come out. Does the the rumor come out? Does Bruno Mars is gay? Um, so Kevin Feige decided, <laughs> fuck it. You know, he said he said screw it. Uh, he was like, we're just gonna we're we're just gonna we're gonna just start from square one, literally square one. They are bringing back this. I don't know. I don't know if you follow Loki. I don't follow Loki, but there's this thing called the TVA or something like that. Some. Do you know what that okay. is? Can you yeah, explain yeah, that? I do, I explain do. what the TVA is to me first. Okay. Have you seen the Umbrella Academy? Yes. Okay. It's essentially the same organization as those two nimwits uh, had came from that were coming back to fix uh, time. Oh, okay. So the TVA. Yeah, they, they, they basically preserve the main timeline and stop anomalies from happening. Okay. Okay. That, that makes a little more sense. I didn't watch Loki. I've heard Loki's actually one of the only good Marvel shows. Um, I've yet to no. watch it. I, yeah, I've yet to watch it. I'm really skeptical because the only people I've heard that from, I don't trust their opinions on even like good movies. So, um, yeah. Anyways, so yeah, so this TVA or something like that's he's he want or they want to or whoever the TVA is, they want to get um. Uh, like their own like avengers like they they want to fight kang slash spoiler alert dr doom because um mr uh jonathan what's his name jonathan boyega no that oh my god no (laughs) no fuck fuck me dude shut up no no oh my god i'm so sorry i would ever compare you to that man i'm so sorry boyega you are a way better actor than him i promise um Okay, what is his name? Jonathan what? Uh, Jonathan Mayers. Okay, Mayers. Majors? Yeah, something like that. Whatever his name is, Jonathan um, is in some heat. And so they want to get rid of him. But we'll, we'll get into that in a second. So the TVA wants to get his own like Avengers cast or wants to get like his group of people to fight this person. So apparently they're going to time hop. This is like the, the Avengers. This is the new Avengers rewrite that they're rewriting. And they're going all the way back to the beginning. They're doing not like not like the Avengers, like Tony Stark and them before that, all the Marvel projects before Iron Man one. So like the Amazing Spider-Man, Fantastic Four, um, Blade, all that shiz, Wolverine, all those guys. OK, and they're going to make like their own like little like Fox Avengers, because I think that was when it was still Fox, wasn't it? Before like Sony yeah. and Fox. Yeah like weirdest like weirdest i'm talking like that is the the weirdest idea but and then they want to go even to the next square one they want to bring back the original avengers cast and then they want to do an a new avengers cast they called the mcu cast or something like that and do you know who's gonna lead get this get this bs and i want your opinion on all this stuff in just a minute here i'll like I'm, I'm giving i'm laying it all out so it can marinate with you and then you can dissect it the poster child of the new era mcu so everything essentially after thanos like all the heroes and everybody that will be after thanos is going to be tom fucking holland as spider-man spider-man is now going to be the i actually have the thing here um uh here let me let me pull it up i'll I'll pull up the uh, little thing because i posted it in my little private channel um yeah in avengers secret war okay we'll, we'll get to that in a second too um there's a TVA's multiverse army, and then the MCU's army is going to be Tom Holland Spider-Man is the chosen one, in quotes. 
according to Kevin Feige. So what Raven, I want your opinion on this. What, what do you, what, and then we'll get into something else too, that I'll, I, I kind of want to take this in chunks. Okay. I'm not going to give you everything just yet. I'll give you the first part. So that's part one of like four. So go ahead. What do you think about this? Like fully like bringing back like multiple different multiverse armies and uh, bringing back the original cast. I hate and... it. Yeah. I feel like the multiverse is just another way to excuse yourself from bad choices in a movie. <laughs> like, oh, we killed off Iron Man because we were going to do this cool thing. Turns out we regret it. Hey, look, a multiverse. Look, multiverse, he's back. You love us again? <laughs> I hate it when they do multiverses in, like, the dumbest way possible. And the only time I enjoyed it was, funny enough, Doctor Strange 2. Because that was like one of the funny parts about it. But aside from that, I hate multiverse crap. It kind of really, really pisses me off. No, and I agree. And so they were, well, okay, so what, what they said is, well, they were like, we got to look at what's successful. They go, okay. They, they said, I, I don't remember if it was Kevin Feige that said this or maybe an executive said this. But he was on an interview and he said, okay, let's, let's look at things from the big picture. Since Avengers, and he goes, we're not even trying to get to like Avengers Endgame levels where it's like $2 billion. We're not trying to hit $2 billion, okay? But since Endgame, what movies have we considered a success? At, from the Marvel team, what movies does the Marvel team consider a success? Do you know what the three movies they said were a success were? Okay, here are the three movies. Which ones? After Thanos, Spider-Man No Way Home, Spider-Man Far, or, or yeah, Spider-Man... Far From Home, Spider-Man No Way Home, and Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Those were their three movies that they considered success. Two were, two were right after, I mean, considering, right after Thanos, okay? Both Spider-Man movies, and then one was some essentially spin-off Guardians of the Galaxy 3 that has nothing to do with any of the other characters in the MCU. Other than, I guess, Thor for like, like a, a fucking ninth of the movie. So, this leads us to, to wh what are they considering a success? So, essentially, movies that are making over $900 million, Marvel is considering a success. Anything under that, they're considering not successful. Because they're spending $250, $300 million to make these movies, and you always want to at least make 2.5 times the money you spent to get in, in revenue um, to call it a success. Which means that for like Spider-Man and shit like that, those movies that like hit like over a billion, but Guardians of the Galaxy barely broke 900 million. So it barely made it. But that's their three movies. So they were like, we got to look at this from that perspective. What are we trying to get as a, a successful movie? So essentially Guardians of the Galaxy, which they can't really do anything with anymore because that whole cast is broken up and James Gunn won't be there. And without James Gunn, that shit just doesn't work. Guardians of the Galaxy is very boring without James Gunn, I promise you. Um, and then they just are like, okay, well, we can't put Star-Lord as the ch chosen one of the MCU. We can't do any of those other people because they're gone. Their contracts are done. So then they're like, all right, Tom Holland, Spider-Man. You know, he's the young he's the young jit who's coming after Tony Stark. You know, he's going to take over Stark Technologies and Empire. It's, it's, it's Spider-Man, you know? Which, by the yeah. way, this also still doesn't work. Because unless they explain how everybody remembers that um, uh, Peter Parker is Spider-Man again in the universe, it just doesn't work. <laughs> because he's oh, in, yeah. in, in, in No Way Home, 
he uh everybody forgets that he, he's that Peter Parker Spider-Man. So how is Spider-Man? Oh, I got it. So how is Spider-Man? Okay, I want to hear how do you, how is it for you? Oh no no, I'm thinking I'm I'm not saying this is a good idea. I'm just saying I know their level of writing, so this is probably how it's going to happen. <clears throat> Let's hear it. He convinces Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange pulls a spell out of his ass. Boom! It's all bud. We're Just good. like he was gonna do Move in the, in like far from No Way Home. Exactly. Mm-hmm. See, I never Somehow. understood why why in No Way Home. Okay, I get that it was a learning. I get that it, it's a character building moment for Peter Parker, for everybody to forget that he's Spider Man, right? Like nobody can remember. Like he loses mm-hmm. MJ, he loses all that. That's a character building experience. So I get why he doesn't just immediately go up back to Doctor Strange and be like, "All right, now make everybody remember who I am," except for the people I don't. And he goes, this time I won't fuck it up. And then they don't fuck it up. And, you know, it's all ends well, be all well. Which I actually liked about No Way Home. It was the only thing I liked is that they didn't just immediately go, hey, can you just cast that spell so MJ can remember me and love me again? No, it was like, I got to rebuild this. You know, I'm going to, this is a learning experience. Which is why I think they're going to probably introduce like a Gwen, maybe, perhaps. Like maybe a second love interest. Because you remember, well, no, no, no. I don't, well, you wouldn't remember this because you weren't like a big Spider-Man comics guy. And I'm not a big Spider-Man comics guy, but I've, I've, I've watched a video on the first, like, uh, like the first, like, uh, like two, like, uh, things of Spider-Man comics. And so before Spider-Man, like he gets his powers in high school and then he goes to college. And so in high school, you know, he's with MJ and then like him and MJ have like something, I don't remember what they have, but they have something that goes on. And then he and Gwen like get together sort of in college and that's where Gwen Stacy comes from. And she's like his second lover. So there could be like a Gwen Stacy moment. And then they're probably gonna do a fucking oh here's the Spider-Man's we got, you know, stupid fuck and then we got Miles Morales and then we got Peter Parker, the the Spider Trio, you know, like oh my I want you to imagine for a moment if they brought back Gwen from the Amazing Spider-Man Two with Andrew Garfield in this multiverse. Do you know what's? <laughs> Do you know what pisses me off so badly? Um, so they want to bring back Tobey Maguire Spider-Man and this and this and this and Tobey Maguire this, Tobey Maguire that. Tobey Maguire was secretly like the best actor of all time. Fucking guac guac guac. Nobody talks about Andrew Garfield. I get why the guy feels left out. Like, he's such a good Spider-Man, yet everybody just fucking is like, oh yeah, he's exists. He was a pretty good Spider-Man. Oh, let's bring him back in the, you know, for this, for like, this multiverse. Eh, it doesn't really work. What do you mean it doesn't work? How? How How does the rest of it work, but his doesn't work, huh? Yeah, that's what I thought. Dude, I fucking like, cried at the end of The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Like, bro, I, dude, like, new Spider-Man doesn't make me cry. Old Spider-Man is kind of, I wouldn't say overrated, but is kind of, the first movie's awesome, the second movie's pretty good, and then the third movie's very mid. The Amazing Spider-Man 1 and 2, Spider-Man 1 and 2, I'm not saying they're the greatest movies of all time, but they are a very heart-wrenching movies. They they toy with your emotions. They do like- Spider-Man 2 was the best one ever made. I, you know what? I honestly would almost agree with you. I think the only one that's better is the original Amazing Spider-Man movie. I love that movie. That's a very good movie. Let's rank. You know what? Quickly, since since we need to blow some time off because we're just blowing steam around, let's rank all the Spider-Man movies right now. I'm talking like live action. I'm talking the three the the three originals, the three from Tom Holland, and the two from Andrew Garfield. What what are your what is your order? Uh, let's see. Number one is Spider-Man Two with Tobey Maguire. You love Spider-Man Two. 
Yes, because Doc Ock was done beyond phenomenally amazing. I agree. I agree. It was actually one of the most, aside from the Toby Spider-Man spawning webs from his wrist, okay, it was actually <laughs> one of the most comic, accurate Doc Ock mo- uh, uh, movies we could have gotten. And the effects on it were amazing, and 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 I loved it. Um, the one after that, funny enough, uh, the amazing Spider-Man 2, because that one had, with Andrew Garfield, because that one had a lot of heart. And I really, really loved um, the amazing Spider-Man 2 with Andrew Garfield. So Spider-Man 2 with Toby, then amazing Spider-Man 2 with Andrew Garfield. Then uh, in third place would be the first amazing Spider-Man movie with Andrew Garfield. Then Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man 1. And then Tom Holland's are at the bottom. I don't like his movies. I hated Homecoming and I hated Far From Home and I hated, um, I feel bad for Far From Home because Jake Gyllenhaal really did an awesome job as Mysterio. Uh, But it wasn't enough because I still had to look at Tom Holland. So That's how I feel about Tom Holland. Everything, here's the best thing, because we could argue... Andrew Garfield over Tommy McGuire all day. But in my opinion, if we just all agree that Tom Hollins are at the bottom of the list, no matter what, I don't care what the other order, the other one's in. You know what? I, I, I semi agree. Uh, and here's why there are people who are diehard. And this is why Tom Holland is popular. There are diehard Tom Holland fans who think he is just absolutely the perfect Spider-Man. And to them, and, and here's the funny part. I was talking with uh, some, some of our British friends. And this is the funny part. You're going to let a British motherfucker play a better New Yorker than any actual New Yorker. Are you serious? Like, is this real? Okay. No. Tom Holland, here's the thing. Yes, he plays one role in every single movie. Could he play more roles? Maybe. Nobody lets him. Maybe. If I... If I was a director, I would be like, I would put Tom Holland in a serious role, and if he can't do it, then I say, you're the worst actor of all time. If Tom Holland can do serious roles, I genuinely think he could be a good actor. But right now, everybody just says, all right, we want you to do one thing. We want you to be the quirky young guy who's going to make quippy jokes. You know, that's... Essentially, you want to be Spider-Man. We want you to be Spider-Man. Even in, even in Uncharted. I, I really like Uncharted. I really do. I, I like the Uncharted movie, and I'm glad the second one's actually coming out next year, by the way. That's going to be huge. Um, but they, Nathan Drake works in that situation because Nathan Drake essentially is um, the people at Naughty Dog, which, by the way, the people at Naughty Dog um, also worked a, a lot with PlayStation Studios with the Insomniac Games who made the Spider-Man games, um, the, like the old ones and the new ones. So they worked a lot with Spider-Man. So Nathan Drake, you could argue, is very much based off of, you know, that quippy Spider-Man, you know, superhero kind of saves the day shit. Okay. So his character is kind of based off that. So that works there because, you know, he's, he's that quippy motherfucker, you know, who, who's going to be like, hey, I think you lost a ring. <laughs> you know, like, and guys just start shooting at him. He goes, why are we shooting at me? You know, like, I'm just trying to help. But um, he can't play any other role. I haven't seen him play any other role. That's the problem. Maybe if I could see him play another like role. It just seems like he's a rejected Rick and Morty character. Morty. Morty. The, the timescape is broken. Uh, oh, I don't know. I, I can't. I don't know anything. Anyways, all right. My ranking, <clears throat> and, and this might shock you guys, my number one movie out of all of them is the very first 
Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire, the Amazing Spider-Man. Um, Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man One, I think it came out in two thousand two, is very good. I really like that. That's my number one favorite movie. Um, then it'd have to go Spider-Man Two, uh, like the one with Peter or Peter God Tobey Maguire. Then it goes Spider uh, the Amazing Spider-Man Two with Andrew Garfield. Then it goes the Amazing Spider-Man, um, and then the other one with Andrew Garfield. And then after that one with Andrew Garfield, this is going to shock you guys. I'm going far from home. I really like far from home. Um, and it's mainly because I love Jake Gyllenhaal's character a lot. Mysterio was very well done in the movie. Do I think that he, like his death now, now you don't see this often when a character dies in a superhero movie, um, unless he's a really bad villain like Thanos. Okay. So to see a main, just a main villain, you know, who's not like a big bad. I mean, to be fair, here's the thing: Mysterio's not like a big bad guy. Like, it's not like he's Mysterio's character isn't like he's gonna like he's gonna like destroy the multiverse or destroy the universe. Okay, he 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 he's just like kind of like I want power, but I'm also semi evil, so it's gonna be a bad thing in the long run. Okay, um, I love that he's essentially a VFX artist uh, because he even has like the masking out suit. If you notice his actual like Mysterio suit that like when you see it um, without like all the cool effects on it is just the VFX suit, like the gray and black with the black uh, X's uh-huh. um, and that are the pluses. And that's because it's really easy to mask out um, in, v- in VFX. And so not only did it actually save the VFX artist in like actual VFX artist time, like when making the movie, but it also it makes sense because he's trying to crop out his body for the cool suit that he supposedly has, you know, with the, with the drones. Um, mm-hmm. So it, that, I love that. I also love Jake Gyllenhaal. He's one of my favorite actors and he does phenomenal as Mysterio. I don't think I could see anybody playing Mysterio better than Jake Gyllenhaal, honestly, at this point after seeing that performance. Um, I also like that he revealed Spider-Man's name to everybody. I thought that was hilarious and it made me want to watch the next movie, even though I knew it was probably going to be kind of mid because they were just going to bring all the Spider-Mans back. I mean, we all knew that from the beginning. There was going to be some stupid bullshit with Doctor Strange and the multiverse and all that shit. But, um, so I love that movie. And then it goes The Amazing Spider-Man 3 because that movie is very mid um, with Tobey Maguire. And then it goes, I guess in no particular order. Actually, no, there is a particular order. Um, it goes the first um, Spider-Man uh, Homecoming and then it goes Spider-Man No Way Home. I, I don't really like anything about No Way Home except for the ending. Of No Way Home, I think it's just a bunch of fan service. Really? And when you get when you get over all the fan service of No Way Home, I think it's just a very mid movie. The plot's very dull. Um, it's very like predictable. Um, it is cool that we do get to see the characters come back and and bond with each other almost in a way like Doc Ock getting fixed and stuff like that. But honestly, I've seen I've seen that done ten times better in the um. In the in the Spider Man game on the PS4, it it was done ten times better with an actual plot with great acting. Yuri, the guy who voices Spider Man, literally he's from New York. He sounds like Peter Parker. He acts like Peter Parker. He's literally like the perfect Peter Parker. If he if he just kind of looked like a Peter Parker, he kind of does look like a Peter Parker too. Which is why I guess he's probably just not a good actor. He's a very good voice actor though. But if he could do good acting, he could be a great Peter Parker. Um, I don't know about Spider Man though. But yeah, like, no, I just, I don't like No Way Home. I don't. It's just fan service to me. Here's the problem. Fan service has to be done right. I'm not saying I don't like fan service, 
But to the level that they did for fan service, that movie relies way too much on it. Which is why I also think I'm going to hate Secret Wars. Because I think it's going to just be fan service after fan service after fan service. Like, okay, Deadpool 3's fan service style. Where, like, you're bringing back Wolverine and there's a cohesive plot. That will be good. But when it's just like, <laughs> dude, no, that movie's going to be fucking epic. That might be one of the best Marvel movies of all time. Hugh Jackman yeah. and Hugh Jackman and fucking and, and Ryan Reynolds. Oh my god, that movie's gonna be great. There's no way. And also, apparently, that movie is gonna come before the um, Logan movie, which means that Logan still gets his nice good ending. Good. I was concerned about that. They're not rewriting Logan. They said that. That was one thing they announced too. They're not rewriting Logan. Deadpool 3 doesn't have a title yet either, by the way. Deadpool 3 is supposed to come out at the beginning of 2025 and it has no title. We are a year away from this movie coming out essentially and it has no title, which is scary. But apparently the movie is cruising in production. Like they are literally getting like, like, like literally like five to ten major scenes done like every week. I don't know why they have to have a title for it. I mean, Deadpool 1 and 2 were literally just Deadpool 1 and 2. Well, they apparently aren't going to put a number on this one. Um, it's, going oh. to, it's going to be probably Deadpool. Well, okay, so their, their workshop titles right now were Deadpool versus uh, Wolverine, Deadpool and Wolverine, Deadpool x Wolverine, um, Deadpool insert thing uh, uh, in the uh, X-Men. Uh, and that's why I think they were going to do Deadpool X Wolverine, because it's kind of like a play in the X-Men. Um, like, they could put, like, mm -hmm. the men part. So they're probably going to go with that one, just because that one sounded like it actually had a plausible way of making it. Um, but I think, honestly, just call it Deadpool 3. Me, personally, I think would make more sense to call it Deadpool 3. Uh, just because the first two are Deadpool 1 and 2. Like, okay, here's the thing. As much as I don't like the Tom Holland movies, I'll give it this. I love that they stick to the uh, home setting style of it. Like it's a, you know, like a, like they, they stuck to it all the way through. Homecoming, No Way Home, Far From Home, you know, like that. I like that. Yeah. I, I like when movie titles are cohesive together. Um, And then, you know, you just have the simple ones like the Star Wars episodes. Episode one, episode two, episode three. And then with a title too. So episode four, you know, The Empire Strikes Back. Or, or sorry, episode five, Empire Strikes Back. New Hope, uh, fucking Return of the Jedi, you know, fucking... Phantom Menace. Spider-Man 4, Forgotten at Home. <laughs> Spider-Man Home. Spider-Man Home, dude. Let's just call it Spider-Man Home. Spider-Man 4, I left the oven on at home. You'll get this rent when you pay the... Or no, when you fix... You'll pay the... You'll, ah, I don't remember. He screamed something. He fixed this damn door. Oh, I have something I want to show you guys. And I want to show you, Raven. Um, okay. So this is from, this is my boy Yuri, the guy who voices Spider-Man in the, um, they were doing some Spider-Man 2 uh, voice lines uh, during COVID uh, for the Spider-Man 2 game. And, um, oh, okay. And Spider-Man removes his mask. It, it, okay, so this is, this is the, th this is probably one of the funniest things I've ever fucking seen in my entire life. Hold on. Okay. I'm, I'm moving this over. I think Raven talk for a sec. Can can they hear you? Woo. Okay, they can hear you. So this is some this was some workshop shit that they did for uh I don't know what this was. I'm just gonna play it. Ask. We have to shut it down. Please tell me how. Peter Parker. Brilliant but lazy. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> shut the fuck up. 
<laughs> and then there's this scene where it's just like someone's watching him. <laughs> I fucking love that. Ah, wrong thing. <laughs> Peter Parker, brilliant but lazy. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I don't know why they put... Dude, they had to have been just fucking around. Like, I don't know how you fucking... I don't know how you... I don't know how that, like, just slips out like that. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh, man. I hate those edits, though. Those That edit pissed me off. I hate when they fuck up the original and edit it. Like, I don't need the edit. I just need, like, the, uh... I need the cohesive beginning that I wanted from it. Yeah. Those edits are cringy. No, like, they are. They're so fucking cringy. It pisses me off. Like, why can I not have just, like... Okay. Why can I not just have, like, um... The original clip? Like, why do you gotta put some dumb edit on it? He's a good voice actor, though. And he kind of does sound like just, like, literally like Peter Parker. He like, does, yeah. Too bad he looks like he's 50. Yeah, I know. I think he's just a little then old. Then again, that's maybe probably... that's why he should be cast. Ooh, he could play the experienced. Well, okay, I want, as much as I know it's bullshit, I really, really would love if they could somehow tie the um, Into the Spider-Verse shit into the actual MCU, because... It's a good story, and I mean, I the thing is, I really like that old Peter Parker, like the dad Peter Parker, in the mm-hmm. second movie, and I think like that 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 like idea of like the Spider Verse is like the only multiverse that I really like, just because it's like so well done. Also, can we just talk about that movie for a second? That fucking, um, what's his face, the guy who played Poe in episode seven, eight, nine. Is the voice for fucking, oh. uh, for the uh, what's his name? The one Spider-Man, the evil Spider-Man, who who pulls everything um, together. Yeah, I can't believe he he's such a good voice actor, like and actor. Um, hold on, Spider-Man across. He also Spider-Man. played Apocalypse in X Men X Men movie. Did he? Oscar Isaac. That's his name. Yeah. Oscar Isaac. Yeah, he played Spider-Man twenty ninety nine or whatever. Um, that's, that's actually cool. He played in Dune. Dude, do you know what I heard today? Okay, so for everybody who doesn't know, um, we'll end this segment off with this. We're recording this on, um, we're recording this on Friday night because I got to go to Little Rock tomorrow morning. Um, and so, um, we're recording this on Friday night. We would not have been able to record this tonight if the original Dune 2 would have dropped tonight. I would have went and saw it tonight. I'm so mad that they pushed it back. Oh, that's an Annihilation oh, movie that I'm going Yeah, so it's not coming out till 2024 now, Dune Part 2. But he played in Dune. He played in... Dude, he's got a stacked... Oh my god. He has got a stacked fucking resume, dude. Holy he crap. Does. X-Men Apocalypse. Annihilation, which I'm going to watch this movie soon because we're reading the book for class. Um, Drive. Triple Frontier, X Machina, Dune, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, Moon Knight, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, Operation... Ooh, I've seen that. Adam's Family. Oh, dude, Beyond the Spider-Verse is still gonna come out next year? How? There's no way. This shit's gotta be pushed back, right? How is Beyond the Spider-Verse... Dude, Nicolas Cage is gonna play a big role in this movie, too. His character, his noir Spider-Man. 
Really? Yeah, I'm so hyped for his fucking noir Spider-Man. All right, when we I come still back, have to watch him. I know, I know. I, I'm waiting till the next one comes out. So I want somebody when the next one comes out, I want somebody to put them all together, like a big long movie, because they kind of all will work together. It's gonna be epic. All right, when we come back, we're gonna finish talking about this Marvel stuff. We're gonna wrap up on this Marvel stuff, and then, and then, and then, and then, we're gonna have um, a miscellaneous segment where we're just going to be talking about a bunch of other random shit that happened this week and also some stuff that happened last week um, in between base cast and stuff like that. So when we come back, we're going to finish up on this uh, Marvel crap, and then we'll move on. Bye, lovelies. Welcome back to the Beast cast, baby. Thank you for staying tuned in this far. We have the best takes, best content, and we love our rabbit trails of conversation. We have our hosts, JJ and Raven Bones, bringing you another segment. I hope you enjoy. the beast cast episode 29 we're continuing to poop all over marvel um and destroy their hopes and dreams uh so we left off yeah as always we we fucking love it we love doing it love destroying the hopes and aspirations of marvel fans no raven i have a question i want to bring this segment off um on, on a different note before we start do you think that we are seeing superhero fatigue or do you think that it's just bad acting and bad writing and that We've just had a really big string of bad luck in superhero movies and that superhero movies, we're not fatigued of them. We're more so just seeing a lot of bad ones. What, what is your opinion? I feel like it's a mix of both. I feel like it's 25% fatigue and 75% absolutely horrible acting, writing, and production. So you think like, um, like there's a decent amount of people who think they're fatigued, they're tired of it, you know, there's been too much of it. But then mm-hmm. um, the rest of it is just like, it's fine. Like it's going to still hold up as long as we can start getting good shit to come out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cause, cause that's like, how I feel. I kind of on the same way. I was kind of saying it was more 50, 50, but I agree. I think 75, 25 is probably better. I would say that there's a lot of more than half the population is still, they still want Marvel movies and they still want it to be, you know, they, they want to see their superheroes do cool VFX things in front of green screens. I'm totally fine with that. But I feel like we've just had a really long string of bad luck with bad writing and bad acting. Um, yeah. <laughs> and and it, yeah. it didn't it didn't help that like we had no like real big driving forces for this last Marvel segment either. And DC has been all over the board shitting fucking throwing darts blindfolded and fucking not even hitting the fucking wall. So it's like. Aye, aye, aye. Also, COVID didn't help either. I'm sure that really fucked everything over. We should have been out of this mess by now if COVID, if they want to push all their projects 
back to 2021, we would have been out of this mess already. So apparently there... It's... Oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, no. I, it feels like they're missing the idea of what their saving grace could be. And I, I'm going to say this full-heartedly. They're, they want to save Marvel, then they need to start pouring money and expanding Shang-Chi. They need to expand Shang-Chi. I also think they need to stop. Just stop. They need to... I, I think this was a good beginning point, this, like, retreat, Marvel retreat into the fucking mountains to do a, a, a shade or a, a acacia or whatever. Acacia, that's a fucking tree. Uh, Ashwanga or whatever that shit that fucking Aaron Rodgers smokes all the time in South America. Um, I think whatever they did worked. I think we need more of it. The problem is we're, we're having so many bad ideas that they're just letting go through when they need to just slow down. I, I'm totally fine with them expanding this for years to come. If we got one superhero movie and one TV show every year, I'd be fine with it. Cause that would give me until I'm mm -hmm. 70 to see all these, you know, to see all this amazing stuff go down. But the problem is, is they're like, but our actors are going to get so old and scared. Okay. Well, let's take a look. 30 to 40 to 50% of your act. I want to say almost half your actors are under the age of 35. Are you telling me that in five years when that you want to direct their film, when they're 25, they're going to be 30. They're going to be that dramatically different despite them. Literally, actors are known for literally caring about their bodies almost more than bodybuilders. So why the fuck do you think that they would not be perfectly ready to play a role at 25 that they would play at 30? Their makeup exists, first off. You don't even need to use CGI to make them look young. Makeup exists. Literally there, there's makeup. A good makeup artist can make a fucking fifty-five-year-old look like they're eighteen. I mean, fuck. Tom Cruise has done it for the past like what twenty-five years, almost. <laughs> yeah. Like, that like since the first and yeah, like, like since like Mission Impossible One, he's looked like he's twenty. I mean, yeah, his age is starting to show a little bit now. He looks like he's thirty. Like, okay, yeah. Same with like Harrison Ford. Like Harrison Ford does not look as old as he is. Harrison Ford looks like an old guy, but you'd be like, oh, he's still moving around. He's still doing stuff. He's probably in his, like, early 60s. He's fucking what? Was it? he almost 80? 85? Yeah. Oh. yeah, I think he's, like, 80, 84. He's 81. He's 81. But okay. you'd be like, oh, this guy's, like, in his early 60s. He's, like, watching Indiana Jones. You'd be like, holy fuck. God, this guy's getting in... Yeah, this guy's getting up there. He's probably, like, 61, 62. And you're like, fuck, he's 81? Same with that guy. Um, yeah, this guy. Uh, his name is Ki-Hu Kwan or whatever. Ki-Hu Kwan or whatever. That guy, the Vietnamese actor. He was in Indiana Jones and he was in Everything Everywhere All at Once and now he's in the new Loki. Like, he's like 52, but he literally looks like he's like 25 in like every role that he plays. I didn't know he was in Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. What did, who did he play in that? He played Short Round. Really? Oh, yeah. That's right. He did. He was the boy. He was the young Jin, yeah, dude. Yeah, he was the boy. Are you serious? Are you serious right now? That's why when he won the that's why when he won the Oscar for everything, everywhere, all at once, Harrison Ford, like, gave it to him personally because, like, he was there as a kid when Harrison Ford was getting some minor awards and he was just a kid. And now he grew up and and it's like. You know, here we are. Are you serious? Are you? He gave that kid an acting career. 
Wow, that's insane. Oh, this picture's kind of sus, though. I don't like the sitting on the lap with Harrison Ford. That's kind of weird. I don't know if I want to show that. I'll show it to Raven. I don't know about showing that to the people, though. That one's kind of goofy. Look at this picture. I don't know about that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know about all that. That's kind of doing a lot. I guess it was the 80s. It was a different time. People would literally, like, touch each other's dicks, and it wasn't considered gay. All right. Um... He was also yeah, so he was in um what else was he in? He he was in everything everywhere all at once. He was in some other he was in the Goonies too. He was the kid in the Goonies. Oh my god, he uh, was. Oh, that's right, dude. He was the I'm sitting a booby trap. That that that's him, right? The booby trap kid? Yeah, yeah, that's him. Oh my god. That's insane. <laughs> hey guys. You're gonna come home with me now. <laughs> Dude. I fucking love that movie. Do the chuckle shuffle. <laughs> Dude, there's so many things from that movie. Do the truffle shuffle. Have you seen the uh do you remember the uh bit from uh you remember the bit from fucking Family Guy? Where he's like, hey, it's the kid from the Goonies. He goes, do the truffle shuffle. And he goes, do it! And the kid starts doing it and he goes, <laughs> like that, like after he does it. And it's like, dude, just, he, the kid is known for one thing. Also, Josh Brolin was Peter, in that movie. Peter Griffin left, bro. <laughs> uh, Josh Brolin was in that movie. <laughs> that was a good one. It was a good one. I, dude, I, I, I don't think I'll ever be able to do that fucking laugh. Dude, the Goonies came out on my birthday? What the fuck? June 7th. Came out on my birthday. There were so many of these child movies in the 80s, like Stand By Me. Do you remember that movie? With Yeah. With with Will Whedon and Jerry O'Connell, who are now like the two biggest like weird liberal Democrats for some reason. They're like activists, but like they haven't played in anything in like 20 years that's been relevant. So it's like, what are you doing? You know? I it's honestly think Shang-Chi will save Marvel. No, I agree. Um, okay, so more on Marvel. So here's 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 the here's the deal. So the this was confirmed today or, or yesterday. Sorry, this was confirmed yesterday. I'm gonna read this off to you, and then I want and then I want an opinion. Um, Avengers: Secret War will now have Tobey Maguire, Tobey Maguire's Spider Man, and Hugh Jackman's Wolverine will be the two lead characters of the TVA's multiverse army and of the movie. So they're going to be like the two top dog Avengers. Hugh Jackman's Wolverine and Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man will be the main leads of Secret Wars in the in the multiversal army or whatever. Now, is this just yeah. cash grabbing or do you think they actually can do something out of this? Hey, it's it it's a little bit of both, but I think people are only going to watch it because they want to see Hugh Jackman again. And they're going to realize once again that after the Secret Wars happens, that none of their future movies are going to be successful because everybody just wanted to see Hugh Jackman. Yeah, I think that's the problem that they're running into. They're trying so hard to get the people that worked really well to come back and do like these small movies or like big roles in these in these big movies. So that they'll be like box after box office blockbusters, like blowing up the theaters. 
And maybe Avengers Secret War will. I'm not saying it won't. But maybe it will. But um, the thing is that's really odd to me is I, I, I just... You, there's so much time between these movies now, right? Like, okay, so so for all of you who don't know, there was supposed to be a Avengers at the beginning of 2025 and an Avengers movie at the end of 2025. So that's like, oh, you know, that's like a year, you know. Okay, I can deal with that. It's getting close. But then they push back the one movie to... um. Okay. Um. Shit. Sorry. Some. Some. Some dumbass just sent me a message. Um. And I forgot to turn that off. Um. <clears throat> so here. Here is the. Here's the deal. Um. Fuck. I lost my whole train of thought. All right. It's back. Sorry. It's back. Okay. So. So here's. Here's the whole situation. So there was a movie coming out now in 2026. Avengers movie. They pushed that one back. The one that was supposed to come out in the beginning of 2025. The Kang Dynasty. Is coming out at the beginning of 2026. Okay. But then the next one's coming out at the end of 2028. My brother in Christ. That is five years from now. November 6, 2028. That is five years from now. Five I'm not whole care years. about it. Exactly. There's no way nothing's going to change in five years. We can have fucking flying cars in five years. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Like, I, I know that's a little unrealistic. Like, I'm being a douchebag. But I'm saying, like... With how fast technology and with how fast things are happening in five years. Okay, let's let's just go back to the Kang bullshit. When Kang the Conqueror was introduced in Loki in what? The end of 2021, right? That's when that Loki TV show came out, right? Like middle to end yeah. of 2021, right? So Kang's introduced. In the span of Kang being introduced, he had had one appearance in, in Ant-Man and the Wasp. And people hated it. And then he... um got into all these allegations where now like he could go to jail and he could get fined for assaulting a man. Okay. That happened in two years, not even two years that happened in, and yeah, barely two years around two ish years. So add three more years on top of that. You're saying that every single actor that's going to be in this Avengers film and every single piece of production that's in this is going to go smoothly for five whole years straight. Like, five years in the span of yeah. everything is not that long. But when it comes to something like this, that's a fucking long time. Like, think about... Okay, put it this way. Can you remember what you were doing on this exact day in 2018? And think about how... Like, you're like, oh, yeah, that wasn't that long ago. Oh, wait, no, that was a really long time ago, actually. Now that you think about it, you know, like that. We're like, crap, that was five years ago. Oh, God, yeah, I remember I had a haircut like this. I was fat. You know, I, I, I had, you know, I was playing Fortnite or something. You know, I don't know. I can't remember what I did in 2018. Um, that At that time, I would have been playing COD. I just met my guys from Florida. We probably would have been playing either Paladins and or Call of Duty um, around that time. Call, Black Ops 4. Okay. I remember. Raven, do you remember what you were doing on this exact day in 2018? Yeah, I had, oh. gotten, I had gotten into Black Desert Online. Uh, and I was, of course, cheering for Thanos winning. And I was extremely happy to have passed my GED. Oh, the old GED. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah. So like, but like, think about that. Like you, when you think back at it, you like, you have to think back at it. It's not like, oh yeah, last year, you know, I remember last year when we started the podcast in October, you know. Yeah, it's been a year. That's a decent amount of time, but it's like I can think about it like instantly. Like you got to really like kind of push back into your memory. 
you know? So, like, think about it. You're going to be concocting all these ideas. I mean, if it all goes through, it could be the greatest movie of all time. It'd be like fucking, it would be like Avatar, where that shit concocted for, like, nine years, you know? Like, ten years. Okay. Where he let that marinate for, like, ten years. But I feel like they didn't start filming that movie until, like, what? Like, 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 bef- like it hadn't been too long before the movie came out, right? They filmed it, like, two years, probably. Probably yeah, like two twenty nineteen. Yeah, like twenty nineteen. They started filming it, so it wasn't like he was like been filming for five years or ten years. Like they're going to be. Yeah, I had some people say that he was. It took him ten years to make this film. No, it didn't, dumbass. They it just... took him t- ten years to write the film, or eight years to write the film, two years to direct the film, and fucking, you know. Apparently, those eight years weren't even to write it. It was to write the next five movies <laughs> that were going to come out back to back. The whole fuck to write the whole universe, bro. He's probably got some fucking dude knowing. Bro, oh my god. He's probably got All like right, some. You want to talk wall. about writing universes? Yeah, let's hear All it. Right? I'm gonna put I'm gonna push this home. Okay, Marvel, listen to me. Okay, listen. I don't care. Shut the fuck up. Listen. Shang-Chi. Okay. There are a lot of Chinese myths you could be using that weren't even talked about in the comics. It's your time to make up your own material that wasn't used in comics and bring it to Marvel, okay? journey to the west okay you could have the next avenger level threat literally be wukong okay that dude is goku levels of powerful he could move the sun that there with the power of shang chi and his sister and how she turns out mixed in with the avengers and your crap you could get everybody excited again if you just focus on expanding the world you showed us in shang chi and used some journey to the west uh, uh, journey to the West elements. You could literally bring it back. You wouldn't have people arguing over comic book uh, uh, accuracy or dumb crap. Just focus on the one movie where everybody was like, yeah, it wasn't super amazing, but it was still amazingly like, I'm happy Marvel made it. This is great. Focus on that movie. Don't focus on all your nostalgia bait that people are only watching for one time because it had their favorite Spider-Man from a few whiles ago in it. Do some new original stuff in it that people can enjoy. And it leads up to a new, unique type of threat that we haven't faced before. Well said. (laughs) Literally could not agree more. Make so it doesn't even have to be Shang Chi based. Literally make any fucking thing up. I would love for it to be Shang Chi based with the fucking Chinese myths and shit like that. That'd be awesome. That'd be so awesome. But here's the deal. That's very niche, and I understand they want to make a broad, big universe of things. So what? You can still make your own material. If they fucking hate on you, say fuck them. George Lucas it. I'm making my own story, motherfucker. You either watch it or you don't. And yeah, I'm not going to spend $250 million making this. We're only going to spend $100 million. That way, if it tanks, we don't tank the whole company with it. That's the thing. Marvel's got to understand. Every movie cannot be $400 million. Because if every movie's $400 million, you're expecting to make a billion dollars to make a successful movie. That's not how it works. That's not how movie making works. Okay? Let's just look at some of the biggest directors who make their own films. And, and think about this for a second. Let's talk about, like, Quentin Tarantino. Or, you know, let's talk about, like, Stanley Kubrick back in the day, okay? Now, okay, inflation, you know, whatever. If you do the math for inflation, Stanley Kubrick's movies were probably, like, $80 million, $90 million projects, okay? Like, like A Clockwork Orange was probably, like, $70 million, $60 million project, okay? But that movie probably made four to five times in profit. 
Because, you want to know why? Because enough people went to see it to make $300 million. You can get people to go watch a movie enough to make $300 million. It is rare that you can get enough people to go watch a movie to make a billion dollars. Then, it's even more rare. Each hundred million after a billion is even more rare. And then you get to levels like Titanic. You get to levels like Avatar. Avengers Endgame, where why were those movies so massive? Because they were literally the ultimate movie of what people wanted to see at that time. The Titanic was a game-changing movie in how cinema was directed and how storytelling was changed, okay? And also, it was about a real-life event that wasn't really talked about that much, but everybody knew about. You know, everybody learned about the sinking of the Titanic in high school or, or in elementary school or whatever, and then actually see a movie with a cohesive story being told about it awesome cool sinking like it was a movie for everybody it was a romance movie it was a comedy movie it had tits it had sinking ships it had everything good writing everything okay endgame was the build-up of years i'm years of cohesive storytelling that was actually done right which marvel did which they should kind of look back on and be like okay how did we make that happen and then you have movies like avatar which were just genre defining where literally, like, nobody had ever seen a whole CGI world done that perfectly with a good story. Okay? Those movies make $2 billion. Movies that don't make $2 billion, your average The Marvels. Okay? If I put $400 million into The Marvels, you think I'm going to make $400 million back? Maybe. But I ain't making $800 million back. I ain't making a billion dollars back. I ain't making $1.5 billion back. You want to know why I'm not making that much money back? Because people like Brie Larson, people, I don't even know the other two people's names that are the lead actors like that's a good sign to make a billion dollars when you have one person two people samuel L. jackson that i can name from the movie one i can name because she's notoriously known for having bad acting yes she's been shit on a lot yes maybe she doesn't deserve it maybe she does okay but that's why i know her name i know samuel L. jackson because he's notorious okay who else do we got in the project can i can i right now have they marketed that movie to make a billion dollars with names other than brie larson in Samuel L. Jackson, that will that will make a billion dollars worth of of movie tickets be sold. Can you tell Raven? Can you tell me one actor other than those two people in that movie? No. Exactly. How do you expect a four hundred million dollar project? Are the actors getting overpaid? Probably not. Because considering that most of those actors probably, I mean, other than like Brie Larson, Samuel Jackson, like the main big leads that are going to be like big cohesive parts, and maybe the other two girls, they're probably getting paid a decent amount of money. But then the rest of them, <laughs> good luck. Yeah, you're going to be making $800,000, maybe a million dollars. You know, that's a lot of money. But for a movie that's a, supposed to be a $400 million budget, where is that $400 million going? You know? Oh, a million, a hundred million of it's going to the VFX artists. Okay, that makes sense. Where's the other three hundred million? Well, two hundred fifty million's got to go to the executives. Why? Why does two hundred fifty million dollars got to go to the executives? Why are they paying themselves for that movie? This is a big thing that the whole strike was on: is why are movies costing four hundred million dollars to make when only two hundred million dollars of uh, of that four hundred million dollar movie is actually being spent on the movie? You know. But we gotta pay so many people. We gotta pay the people for the land grants and all that stuff. Hold on. Supposedly marketing. Somebody knocked on my door. Um. Anyways. Um. Yeah. No. Supposedly marketing. All right. Are you telling me that you spent five hundred million dollars worth? Of, or not five hundred million dollars. You spent thirty percent of your budget on marketing. Okay. I could believe that if it was an eighty million dollar project. 
30% of $80 million is enough to, to be worth marketing. It's expensive to market on, on TV regularly when you're marketing on almost all of TV. I could see that. But you're, there's no way in hell you're spending 40% to $400 million on marketing. There's no way. What are you putting? Are you astral projecting it onto the fucking Superdome thing in Las Vegas? See the Marvels. Look at Brie Larson's face. Yeah, that cost $200 million right there, bud. Good spend of money. Jesus Christ. These people shouldn't be spending that type of money if that's the case. My God. Well, I mean, the... technically, apparently, to get a poster in the Apple of New York, that center square, it's about a million dollars. Okay, okay, that that's totally fine. Run it for seven. Run it for a month before that. How much is that? That's thirty-one days. That's thirty-one million dollars. Okay, then plus the five million dollars it costs to run it everywhere else. That's thirty-six million dollars. But are you telling me that? Okay, that's what I mean. Like that's like thirty-six million. Let's round it up to forty million, maybe even forty-five million of an eighty of a, of a ninety million dollar project. Like the creator, yeah, but the creator didn't market in Apple's Times Square or whatever for a month. No, that was on TV or that was on on where it was cheap on like Google and places. Google has Google is notoriously known for getting out cheap ad space and then selling the data to the people who put the ads out. Yes, we're aware of that. That's that's a smart way of doing it. Marvel does that. Marvel does those ad spaces too. They do cheap mm -hmm. advertising. They also do some expensive advertising, but it's not all expensive advertising that's going to cost $100 million worth of advertising. I don't know a single project that's ever had $100 million worth of advertising. I could maybe, I, I couldn't even name you one. Even even Avatar, didn't like the new Avatar, the way of the water, didn't have $100 million worth of marketing. Like nobody was actually fucking, nobody actually was like, you know, fucking... Nobody brought the fucking blue people to life and had them walk around promoting the movie for a year. You know, like, like we didn't have to use any cloning technology. Like, I don't know. I think for me, movies, movies are like very much wasted uh, money in a lot of aspects because you have these executives that sit at Marvel or are not even at Marvel. It's more so probably Disney. I doubt there's too many executives at Marvel that are getting money because Disney's going to be like, here's my money. And they'll take 45, 50% of the project's money. Yeah. That's probably what's happening. Those execs that's sitting at Disney fucking buying another Lambo for their daughter so she can go roll it into a fucking lake or something and then have it get dried out and buy her new one, you know, like that type of shit. That's the type of stuff that that money's getting spent on. Like, like that's the type. That's the type of. That's the type of stuff that 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 fifty percent of that four hundred million dollars is getting spent on. But then you have people like Stanley Kubrick back in the day when they had like a twenty-five million dollar project. Like, okay. I want to say his most expensive project was probably Eyes Wide Shut, and that was because that was right at that was his very last movie right before he died, nineteen ninety nine. Inflation had already started kicking ass at that point, you know, rising in in the U S. Um, that was a U.S. based film. That was one of his only U.S. based films, if I remember correctly, because most of them were shot in Europe, um, in the U.K. in particular. Um, that one was shot in Hollywood. I'm pretty sure. And I'm gonna guess that one probably had a budget around forty million, fifty million. We can look at Eyes Wide Shut. Eyes wide shit. Budget. 65 million. All right. I was way up. But yeah, you know, project at that point, that was 99. So September 90, 1999. I guess it was a UK movie, but it also had Tom Cruise in it. So that's like, you know. But yeah, like a Clockwork Orange only had $2.2 million for, for a budget. The Shining, $15 million. And that was considered a huge project. And that movie probably made 40, 50, 60 billion dollars, maybe even 100 billion dollars in the box office. 
Okay, let's go. Let's go this way. Okay, do you remember Raiders of the Lost Ark? The budget for okay. Do you remember the profit that it made? It made like two or one hundred and like eighty million dollars or whatever, right? Yeah. Lost Ark budget. So that movie made like one hundred eighty million dollars in the box office, and it had a twenty million dollar budget. Do the math on that. Do the math on that. 20, 40, 60, 80, 100, 120, 140, 160, 180, okay? It made, I shit you not, it made nine times the budget. That's what we call profit. That's what we call Steven Spielberg making bank. Yes, him and George Lucas and Harrison Ford fucking sitting drinking red wine off that. Kicking Nazis' asses. That's the type of shit that's that's going that's getting thrown down. Okay? Marvel movies ain't making nine times the profit. Now, maybe if they were at $80 million and the movie made $900 million? Yeah, sir. We seen what the here's the thing, we seen with the creator that you can make a very well shot CGI movie that has, I mean, okay, mid mid story. It was a very mediocre story, but had very good you know, had very good visual effects, which is what Marvel claims cost the most amount of money. A two-hour and four-minute film had more beautiful VFX shots than I've ever seen in a Marvel movie in my entire life. Ever. Okay? In actual cohesive, you know, uh, effects for only an 85, what was it, 80 million, 90 million dollar budget. Okay? Marvel, honestly, I'm not even saying make it 90 million. Make it 110 million. Make it 120 million. Like, how, what was Iron Man's budget? It had to have been about $100 million. Like, Iron Man was so mm-hmm. successful because it, it, it didn't have a $900 million budget in expecting to make $2 billion. That's not how you make movies slash our profit. It had $140 million. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's pretty good for... That. I would say... But you got to remember, that was like them dumping all their cards into, like, the pile. You know, that was, a, that was like in the poker we call all in. Because at that point, Marvel had what? Marvel had the Spider-Man movies, which is what they were writing the success off of, but they really had nothing else. Like, a Hulk movie came Still out before that. has the best effects. Literally. Literally. That's what good... That's what That's what throwing all of your chips onto the table does. Okay? That's what going all in in poker is. When you throw $140 million and your company's worth $130 million into a movie. Okay? And then, yeah. It worked out. That gamble was huge. They fucking made all the money back. And then made 30 times that amount of money over the next course of 10, almost 15 years. 15 years now. It's been 15 years since Iron Man. Wow. Jesus Christ. Feel old yet, Raven? <laughs> I'm starting to. 15 years since Iron Man, dude. How old was Robert Downey now, Jr. I when want he did you, that? I want you to do something, okay? Okay. No, we saw how Thanos looked. We see the special effects of even the newer movies and even around the time of Endgame. We saw all those effects, and we we noted how they were a little bit cheesy still. I mean, Thanos had his moments where that the effects slipped, okay? Now, Google a picture of Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest, Davy Jones. Oh, yeah, and the squid take, Davy Jones, right? Yeah, the squid Davy Jones. And take note that his entire face was CGI. There was not a single 
there was not a single animatronic and there was not even uh prosthetics applied to the actor's face it's that's 100 motion capture cgi it is one of the best cgi's faces or characters to ever be created on film because of just the level of detail especially when will turner meets him for the first time on that broken down ship that movie only had 60 million dollars a budget yes and yet with supposedly a 400 million dollar marvel movie budget we can't even get anything close or remotely close to that with pure CGI. Exactly. And, like, I, I don't understand. It's got to be a lie. Like, they have to be lying. There's no way they're putting $200 million, or, sorry, usually it's not $200 million, $100 million into VFX. I just don't believe the it. Only way it. The only way that it's true, the only way that it's true, which would explain how shitty the CGI is, is if... They literally have over, I would say, 4,000 people doing special effects all at once just so that they could pump these out yearly or every two years it's to try to get that. them out as fast. That's and that, that 400 million is literally the wages for all of those people that they're making work on this all at once in a rush. Exactly. I think they're trying to push. That's why I said, let's slow down. You could make these movies $110 million if you only dropped one or two of them a year. You're dropping three-ish movies a year plus two TV shows. Drop one movie a year and one TV show a year. Yeah, it's gonna suck. Oh, no, I don't get to see the next Marvel movie for 12 months. Oh, boo-hoo. Oh, my God. Okay, but when you start seeing cinematic masterpieces come out each year where you can literally re-watch the movie, here's the thing. I can mm -hmm. watch four movies. I could have four movies, Marvel movies, drop in the same year, okay? Or, or let's just go in a year time span. We had what? Okay, we had Ant-Man and the Wasp. We had... Oh, okay, let's let's run backwards. Let's run backwards. Guardians of the Galaxy, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Black Panther. Blue Beetle. No, 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 no. We're not doing DC yet. I, I don't know if I'll oh, do DC. Okay. Let's just do this quick before... So we can end the segment off. Uh, we had... We didn't even get to the Blade section yet. We're gonna have to fucking make this a whole fucking episode of just Marvel. Okay, okay, let's do this. So we had Ant-Man and the Wasp. Or Guardians of the Galaxy, sorry. Ant-Man and Wasp, Black Panther, and then the movie that came out right before Black Panther was... Ding, 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 ding. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, okay? Those four movies, that was in a year time span, okay? That was in less than a year time span, actually. July 2022 to April 2023, okay? So in about 10 months, okay? 10 months span. I could watch all four of those in 10 months, okay? I'd never want to watch them again. But, hey, I got a movie every, you know, three months. Okay, sounds good. But if I got one cohesive Marvel movie in 2024, I would rewatch it until 2025. 100%. I'd go back and be like, that was a good fucking mm -hmm. movie. Like, like worth rewatching. Like Joker or Batman, where I want to watch it again. I want to see it again. I want to I try and find things in the movie this time. Like, I'm going to watch it. And care about the story, but I want to find, I want to watch a specific person do this thing this time. Because every little thing matters. In these movies, fucking shit's just happening, you know? That's how we're going to end this part of the segment. We're going to have to take this and, and probably make it about almost an episode. Full episode. When we come back, we're going to talk about our little final part of Marvel. And then we got to talk about uh, Godzilla and talk about the death of a certain person. All right, we'll be right back. Love you, lovelies. Enjoy our awesome segment that was provided by Raymond, our little segment transfer, uh, transfer music, transition music. All right, see you, guys.
Welcome back to the Beast Cast, baby. Thank you for staying tuned in this far. We have the best takes, best content. And we love our rabbit trails of conversation. We have our hosts, JJ and Raven Bones, bringing you another segment. I hope you enjoy. effects is actually uh, curse of the black pearls effects is actually on par with current marvel day movies and it was made in 2003 with a 10 million dollar budget what the hell yeah and then some people will be like yeah but look at dwayne the rock johnson and the mummy 2 or whatever and it's like okay one bad fucking one bad one bad cgi compared to fucking three like hundred good cgis that budget well welcome back to the beast cast uh, we're talking about our final, this is our final segment. We're going to finish up on Marvel and then we got a few other little things that we're going to talk about before we end the episode. Um, so Raven, I, I wanted, I wanted yeah. to bring, I wanted to bring this in first before we can move on the, the, the thing that I always love to bring up and this is, this is because of you. It's your, it's your, you know, your, when you want to talk about good CGI from the early 2000s, this is like your thing. This is like the one you always would bring up on the podcast about good CGI when we used to shit on Marvel is the, um, you want to guess actually, you know, which one it was? No, no. Tell me. Okay. The Transformers, the mini robot from Transformers, Yeah. the, how, how perfect that was for CGI. It was beautiful. And, and that was done in what? 2007. Yeah, 2007. Yeah, 2007. And that budget, I mean, yeah, that was a blockbuster, but it also didn't have $250-$300 million. Actually, can I just look up what the budget of the new Marvels movie is? $270 million. Not counting marketing. Oh, my God. All right. So probably like $350 million. Jesus Christ, that's insane. Like $300 million for a film. That's not even going to make $300 million, maybe. Like, tell me that's not the craziest thing ever. It blows my mind. Dude. I I just, I don't know why Marvel... Marvel, it's fine to spend that much money every so often on a movie. But... This is every movie we're spending two hundred fifty to three hundred fifty million dollars on. Like you can't keep getting away with that and expecting it to work every time. Like that just—that's not how movie making works, and and they should know that. Like they should, but they don't. Yeah, dude. I or just, they're choosing to ignore it. Like, well, yeah, or they're like choosing to ignore it. I I, I mean, if they're choosing to ignore it, why? You have a wife and kids, you know, like, think about it. You're the studio exec making 
$50 million a year or whatever you're making. You have a wife and kids. You have mouths to feed. You don't want to... Sure, you're making that much money now. It's kind of the same thing as, like, uh, in The Wolf of Wall Street. Uh, what's what's the guy's name that, that the movie's based off of that Leo plays? Um, his name is what? Fucking the, the stupid fucker. Do you remember his name? <laughs> Why am I blanking on his name, dude? Anyways. I don't know. Let's, let's Look it up. Look it up. His name was... It's on the tip of my tongue, bro. Literally tip of my tongue syndrome. I'm learning about that right now. It's psychology. Where you tend to forget things when you need the when you need them the most. Um fuck. Tell me what it is, please. It is page loading. Wow, thanks. <laughs> Let's go internet. Hold up. A Jordan Belford. Jordan Belford, there you go. So somebody like let's like that's kind of the situation. Like that making oh I'm making, you know, I'm making twenty million dollars every, you know, year. Well well, he was making more than that at one point. Um, but let's just say like I'm making twenty million dollars a year. Okay. That's cool. You know, I love that. But then you gotta think about it long term. Okay, I'm making twenty million dollars a year for the next five years. But then my company's broke, my company's dead, I have nothing. So in that five years I made a hundred million dollars. Yeah, I have a hundred million dollars, but I've also been living a lifestyle that's almost like five million dollars every three months, you know? So I'm ending up spending like seventy percent of that money. So now all of a sudden I can't live my lifestyle that I'm used to living. I can't pay my house off, I can't pay my car off, and next thing you know, I'm broke. You want your company to succeed. You don't wanna that's the thing that people forget. If cash grabs like make money quick schemes. Like, if only I could just make $100 million right now, I could live good for the rest of my life. Sure, you totally could. But do you know what happens? It's the temptation, you know? It's the greed. The moment you have $100 million sitting in your bank account, you're not going to sit and live the same lifestyle that you are. I would say maybe 2% of people in the entire world would live the exact same life they live now with that amount of money in their in their bank account. I, and, and people who say, there are two types of people in this world. There are... People who would spend that money and there's liars because those people who, who say, nah, man, I'd sit at home and play video games and fucking jerk off and fucking do all this shit, you know? No, 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 no. Next thing you know, I'm going to buy this million dollar boat. Oh, I got $99 million left. I'm going to buy this $7 million house. Oh shit. Three years later, fuck, I only have a million dollars left and now I got to make a million dollar payment on my car. Fuck. You know, like. That's the type of shit that happens when you have that much money. You want an income stream. That's why, they, that's why when they tell you in economics, you don't want to be Bill Gates, okay? You don't want to make $50 million a month or $50 million a year, okay? You want to make, like, the comfortable living is, like, if you want to live luxury and not let it get to you, like, $50,000 a month. $50,000 a month is like, the, is, like, what they tell you to make if you want to live luxury, if you want to live, like, extravagant. Because it's not a, it's not enough money to make your mind go insane that, oh, I have this much money, I'll be okay if I spend this. But it's also enough that you will make those impulse pur purchases but still have that flow of income continuing, you know, so it's not, like, too bad, you know? That's what they tell you to make, like, Patrick Bateman-style money, you know? I'm not making $50 million a year, but I am making $50,000 a month, you know? That's the type of shit. And then you have a Jordan Belford situation where now he's like, he's not piss poor broke anymore because he made a book about it, but like he made like a hundred million, $150 million and hundred million of it was seized by the government. And next thing you know, he's got no money left. You know, that's what happens in that situation. 
these fucking studio execs, they're going to be sitting there making $20 million a fucking month. And next thing you know, they're making $0 a month. And their $10 million car that they paid has a payment coming up. And then they have to keep spending that money. You want that income stream. So for them to say, I don't care, is kind of bullshit. That, that's almost that's almost disgraceful because you also have people that are real there there are people I, I know this is the cringiest thing and probably the saddest thing I'll ever say but there are people who rely on Marvel movies to laugh and smile and what bring hope to their life I would argue there's a decent amount of people like that just like the same people exist for anime the same people exist for video games you know if the new fucking Spider-Man 2 doesn't come out I'm gonna kill myself yeah and some people are actually serious you know like that's that's what their life is looking forward to I have people close to me that have lives like that where they're like it, I'm I'm literally living at this point where if I'm only relying on this one thing to come out, I'm going to play it and enjoy it, and then i got to find the next thing because or else my life has no meaning. Yeah, those people need help, but also... <laughs> I mean, yeah, those people need help, but also those they're relying on that, and that's their way of relying and staying in, in, alive. So there are some people that rely on these movies, so to say you don't care is pretty fucked up. You know, I kind of I kind of laugh at their impatience for Marvel films because I'm still over here waiting for GTA six. Dude, literally GTA fans like, yeah, GTA sure is like one of the most updated games next to Minecraft, even though Minecraft only gets one update a year. OK, I get that. But it's considered one of the most updated games of all time. Yes. But also the game is the same content over and over, even with the new updates. Those GTA fans are like Skyrim fans. I fucking salute you. You guys know how patience works. Rockstar fans know how patience work. Oh, yes! Let's go! I just beat the new campaign for GTA 6. 15 years until GTA 7, baby! And they're, like, hyped. Like, they're hyped. Like, they're like, I can't wait for the next game. And it's like, they're gonna be 45 when the next game comes out. And they're, like, 20. You know? 20 bucks says GTA 6 will come out. We'll beat the campaign, and then Rockstar will be like, all right, we won't make you wait as long. We're only going to make you wait, like, five years, and then it'll come out, and GTA fans will be like, you're putting them out too soon. You're rushing crap. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> yes, dude. They said that about GTA we, 4. Films? They said that about GTA 4 and 5. Do you remember that? They bitched about GTA yeah. 5 when it dropped because it only released five years after gta 4 and they were like fuck dude you guys should have took more time to make this game work and i think i i, I think it genuinely when the fans said that i think they fucked themselves for the the impatient fans fuck themselves for the people who who dogged on gta 5 at the beginning for being like it's you know the story's good but like gta online doesn't work because okay at the time when the game launched PS3 and Xbox 360, yes, they could handle online games, Call of Duty, stuff like that. When you were talking about GTA, those things sounded like a fucking piss missile going off. That shit sounded like, hide your kids, hide your wife, my shit's about to explode type of shit. Okay? That's what was going down on those consoles. Those things, GTA Online was buggy, crashed, constantly killed your system. Even on PC, the game was dog shit because it wouldn't, it wouldn't work. The PC port was garbage until like seven years ago. So, like, you're, you're sitting there and you're like, fuck, man, what do I do, you know? Because I love this game. So the, the fans, they bitched. They were like, dude, GTA 4 was so good. And yes, it had a good online. And then you guys have this shit and it's all buggy and it's all broken. And then the Rockstar said, fuck it. We're going to wait 10 years to make our game. Now we're going to wait 13 years to make our game. 14 years. Fuck you guys. They're still probably spitting on those people's faces. Because they're like, you want to talk about us rushing our fucking perfect game when we had a vision? All right, fuck you guys. We're going to just update GTA 5 for the next 14 years until the next game comes out. That's exactly what they did. 
Also, the fact that microtransactions started blowing up too, I think is what caused GTA 5 to live as long as it did. If that game didn't have shark cards, GTA 6 would have been out uh, looking on my calendar probably like November fucking 9th of 2018. It probably would have dropped. I mean, that's true. Like, yeah, you could argue, okay, they made Red Dead Redemption 2 in that time. And that took like five years to make. So that, and that game dropped in 2018. So then you could argue, okay, it's only taken them six years to make GTA 5, or GTA 6, sorry. But no, they doubled down and said, no, we've been starting to work on GTA 6 since like 2015. So when the game launches, when the game, if the game drops, we don't even know if the game's going to drop next year. If the game drops next year, that will be a full nine years of development of the video game. And that's, and, and, and it's probably been in storyboarding for at least 10 years, since probably like 2014. GTA 5 also came out at a weird time, too, because it took them a year and then the next, the next gen consoles dropped, so they made a next gen port. Then they started working on Red Dead Redemption 2, and then they started working on GTA 6. But then you could argue, wait, why is there not a GTA team specifically for GTA? And that is a great point. <laughs> that, that's all i gotta say that's a great point but it's rockstar games they they have two thousand employees and all two thousand of them work on the same fucking product for six years i swear to god they don't do anything they do, no they they have to for like three years of that time they have to just sit around and eat like bagels and coffee like there's no way there's no way two thousand employees can't get a game done in 10 years <laughs> like how is that possible this game better fucking this game better this game better literally immerse me into the game this better be it a has tool. a it has a one million dollar a one billion dollar budget that means that needs to have at least a hundred hours of campaign like just story pure story oh yeah and then like it's another 150 hours of like side missions i need i need to spend i need to be able to spend 300 hours to complete this game in just a story mode. And then online better have even more of that. Online? Fuck online. I want a good campaign. GTA 5 was crap. I didn't like... Here's the thing. GTA 5 was too risky with the campaign. The campaign story is pretty cool. I don't like the switching between characters bullshit. No, well, here's the thing. Some of the paths are really cool. Like, I love Michael. Michael's, like, such an interesting character. And, I mean, Trevor, yeah, he's an interesting character. But, like, after, like, ten minutes, you're like, okay, this shit's lame. You know? Like, this, this is a really boring campaign. Uh, uh, what's his name? I almost said Lamar. Uh, Lamar's the other one. That was the campaign supposed to be about. Uh, what's his fucking shaved-ass head? Anyways, the other guy. What's his name, Raven? Do you know? Who are we talking about? Okay, the three characters. Trevor, Michael, and then who's the black guy? Franklin. That was Franklin. And he was supposed to, and Lamar was supposed to be the main character, but they replaced him with Frank. That's right. I remember yeah, Lamar was supposed to be the main character and the only ca- main character of the game, but they had issues with the voice actor because he had legal problems going on with a few studio recording studios of his. And because he kept going to court and had to keep dealing with that, it got to a point of where Rockstar was like, look, we can't push back filming for the scenes that we need to film anymore. So we're going to have to do things differently, literally last minute. And so they came up with the idea of switching between three different characters and making the three main side characters, Michael, Trevor, and Franklin, that Lamar would be interacting with the new main characters and literally just rushed out 
all the voice acting and lines quite literally last minute. Franklin, uh, the person who played Franklin actually came out and said that. No, yeah, and, and no, that's 100% true. Rockstar's confirmed this, by the way, too. You can look it up. Um, there's a mission. It's a mission between this is this is the mission that um there there's a there's an early pretest I think I don't know if I don't know if you've ever seen the footage Raven, but I didn't believe you at first when you said Lamar was like this was way back when we first started the Beast Cast, and I didn't believe you but I I dug into it and there's actually pre alpha footage of of the mission between your where it's Trevor Lamar in uh in Franklin they go to get crack on Grove Street from uh like you know yeah. like San Andreas. Um, like that, that, that house and they go to get crack, which is still in the game, by the way, but you play from Franklin's perspective and, um, he's like, Oh, it's shit. And then you have to shoot your way out, you know, because Trevor fucks it mm -hmm. all up, but it turns out Trevor was actually right because it was just like a brick of fucking salt or something like that. I don't remember what it was, but even in, this is how, you know, it's rushed. Even it, I think, I don't know if they fixed it yet, but in that mission, um, Franklin has no voice lines at all. He has zero voice lines. And also the audio is bugged where he, when he gets shot, he doesn't even go, ah, oh, you know, make the noises that they normally make when they get shot. He has nothing that like that, that was just pasted the like pieced together quickly at the end. They, I'm sure they probably fixed it now, but there was like a bunch of things about that where like the other characters like Trevor and, and Lamar, they'd get shot and they'd be like, I'm getting fucking shot. You know, they'd be like, ah, oh, shit, you know, like that. And they'd be like, we got to get out of here. Come on. Mm -hmm. And they'll fucking, you know. Franklin just dead like just nothing just static just nothing there's no there's no audio from him I'm sure they've probably fixed it by now um but no I love Michael's character though because it's like it, it's like a character you wouldn't expect to ever play in GTA and that's when GTA is the best when it's like a character that like you you're like okay what the fuck but then you're like okay yeah sure that's why I think the girl is going to be a good character. I think it's going to work in GTA 6. Because it's like, the you, you're always like, okay, girls wouldn't do vulgar weird shit. But girls do vulgar weird shit all the time in real life. So now you're going to see that in a video game. You're going to be like, fuck, dude, this is fucking weird. You know, I, 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 and they are, okay, GTA 6, they already confirmed that it's going to be the switching shit again. But it's only between two characters. And it's not like how it was in GTA 5, where you're switching during the mission. You know how, like, you'd be like, you gotta switch to him so you can shoot him out of the helicopter. And you're like, dude, please stop. I don't like this. I want to play one character and fucking play through it. They're not doing that. It's going to be, like, two different storylines that connect together, but you don't play them at the same time like you do, like, in GTA V. It's going to be, like, a it's semi, like, a Bonnie and Clyde style where they're both, like, gangsters that are kind of in love like they're together, I think is what it was. Yeah. Yeah, and then that kid got fucking, like, life in prison for showing the footage of GTA. <laughs> fucking FBI tracked him down faster than they could fucking track down fucking any any actual real terrorist, you know? Fucking and you want to know the funniest story about that? While he was arrested, they, they had uh, to arraign him, and they had to actually transfer him from one place to the next and he they needed to apparently i don't i don't understand how legal system works because it's crap but they had to take him from one state to the next for like a federal court thing and be uh they did what sometimes we would normally do apparently and that is uh they would bring him to like a hotel room before the trial before instead of putting him in jail and while he was in that hotel room even under watch he used an amazon fire stick and the hotel's smart TV to hack into 
the game servers again and release more footage. <laughs> he used an Amazon Fire TV stick. But I just imagine him under like surveillance, like, oh fuck, I gotta get this out quick. And they're like, he, he like looks out the door and they're like walking their rounds and he's like, okay. And he gets the fucking Amazon Fire stick on the TV. He's like fucking hacking into it and shit. And they're like, hey, what are you doing? And you're like, nothing. And it's like, 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 like you're in like some fucking Russian, like concentration camp. Like you're not supposed to be there. GTA means more. This is so weird. It's funny because the U.S. was probably like, shit, this game makes so much money for the United States economy. Fuck, dude. Fucking the whole United States economy's inflation is being, being driven down by GTA. Imagine. Well, think about it, though. Rockstar is a massive company. They employ over 3,000 people, plus all the other people that work for them. So they probably have, like, 5,000 people employed. If they lose that, plus then they also, GTA 6 doesn't make money, the U.S. economy, it's not going to tank. You know, it's not going to tank because of one fucking thing, one fucking video game. But you are going to lose a shit ton of revenue. It's like, it's the same thing with, like, car manufacturers. It's like, yeah, we want the car manufacturers to still, like, have main factories in the United States, like, plants at least, because without them, the U.S. would go fucking broke. Like, like if we, if we let everything go away, we don't have anything. So then it's like, fuck, now we got to raise the taxpayers dollars, 30,000 more dollars a year. Anyways, <laughs> that's how I feel about that whole situation. Um, <laughs> so blade, this is the topic I didn't think was going to be our final topic, but it's honestly going to be our final topic unless we can stop fucking being retarded. Um, blade. <clears throat> Get this. Here, I'm going to read to you the 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 what was. So so in their little uh, uh, Ashuanga retreat or whatever um, that they had, they decided to cancel Blade and restart from ground zero. Same with Daredevil. Daredevil was going to be horrible. They Apparently Daredevil was going to be crap. It wasn't even going to be... Daredevil was only going to be on screen. Like his character was only going to be on screen. Not even like him in the suit. Like his whole character... Daredevil's whole character, like we're talking the lawyer and everything, was only going to be on screen for 25% of the of the show. So they canceled the show. The Blade movie is still in production. Um the sh- the show's coming back by the way. They they said they're going to they said they're going to they're going to push it down and then they're going to bring it back up very soon. It's going to come out sooner than people would think is what they claim. Okay, sure. Um Blade movie. Um so before, I don't know if you guys know who uh Shalal Ali, the guy um, he played in Green Book. Green Book's an awesome film. I love that movie. Um, he's the he's Blade. Um, he plays the bad guy in Elite Bad Angel. Uh, and he is Blade. <clears throat> he's the new Blade after um, Wesley Snipes. And Wesley Snipes said, "Get the fuck out of here. I'm not doing it. A, I'm too old. B, I don't care. C, it's Marvel. I don't like Marvel actually." So that was Wesley Snipes. Like, okay, sure. But they they went to the next guy. So. Here, I'm going to read to you exactly what came out. This is what Kevin Feige said was the original plan that they decided to shoot down because they thought it was too stupid. And honestly, I'm glad they decided that this was too stupid. Marvel's Blade was reportedly going to be a female-led film before getting lower budget revision. A new report on Marvel's Blade reboot claims it was going to be a female-led project and it is now getting a much smaller budget to work on, plus will be reworked entirely. Kevin Feige said on... Wednesday, November 1st. So. But why? That's the thing. But why? And apparently, despite Marshala or Mar, yeah, Marshala Ali, I'm just going to call Marshala Ali. Um, Ali apparently wanted to be on the project from the beginning. 
but they kept saying they didn't say no but they kept beating around him to try and find actors to replace him to the point where he quote-unquote said he was going to leave the project because he felt that his role was not important and this is mm-hmm. the main guy who's supposed to play in the film and so then they said okay now it's actually going to be around him we're going to stop fucking around but like why why did it take this long for it to be like why did it take this long to get a reality check about it how long is they they announced this movie okay this was in that remember that big phase five announcement phase five announcement this was in phase five marvel announcement so this was back in this was back in what it was in 2022 like early 2022 they announced that phase five which was gonna have quantum mania guardians of galaxy loki blade all that stuff this was on and and then a little bit of, of six you remember that yeah early 2022 it took them in the project has probably been in production since late 2021 so it took them two years to finally figure out oh maybe this isn't the smartest idea for something that was going to tank like your lead role isn't even hardly in the film it's the same thing with daredevil your lead role isn't even hardly in the show like what is that about there's this guy he comes around his name's daredevil we're not going to see him for 40 percent of the movie but I just I don't understand. I I don't understand why Marvel thinks they need to make everything so yassified. I it's the only word I can use. I'm sorry for using that word. I hate that fucking phrase. Yes. But I don't know how else to say it. Everything doesn't need to be yassified. We don't need. Uh, go ahead. It said I'm reading a thing here from Variety that says that um, the Blade script uh, changes uh, the story at one point and morphs it into a narrative led by women and filled with life lessons, <laughs> with Ollie's Blade being regulated to the fourth lead. Yes, like, what? He's the main guy! He is the main guy! Oh my god. The guy in the poster. The guy. It's the same fucking bullshit. Oh my god. Oh. And rename it to Blade and Queens. I don't know. No, it's the same thing as like in in Ant Man and the Wasp, where Ant Man isn't Ant Man isn't even like he yeah he fights Kang at the end. So actually, fi- final thing or not final thing um about the final part of Ant Man and the Wasp. So I actually kind of decently liked the movie. I remember we talked about it. It was one of our last episodes of the podcast before we took a massive break. Um. And I talked about it, that it actually, people were dogging on it for no reason. Just like, it was the same situation as with Rings of Power. Yes, it wasn't good. Yes, it wasn't the best. But people were dogging on it way more than it needed to be dogged on. It wasn't like the worst movie or TV show of all time. Like, Rings of Power is not the worst TV show of all time. Okay? And I hate it when people are saying that. This is the worst shit I've ever seen. No, it's not. I tell you, I'm telling you it's not. And that was the same thing with Ant-Man and the Wasp. But the ending fight scene, I found this out in the middle of June of this year. That ending fight scene of Kang and Ant-Man, where Ant-Man gets pulled back by Kang and they have like that final little fight and then the Wasp comes in and they fight him together. That was added like literally two months before the movie dropped because they didn't have a final fight scene with Kang. And Ant-Man, they literally realized Ant-Man was going to do nothing the whole film. Because if he doesn't have that final fight, Ant-Man literally just like tells his daughter... Like, essentially just gives his daughter life lessons, and then the wasp and the daughter do everything, and Ant-Man's just kind of there. 
And he, I mean, yeah, the Ant-Man kind of moves the plot a lot a little bit, but like the whole, it's, it's literally titled the first words, Ant-Man. Yet Ant-Man was in the film, but had basically no role without that final fight. And that was kind of the same thing with Blade. He's literally on the poster of the movie. Yeah, he was going to be a fourth lead role. That's insane. Dad is just insulting. No, it is. It's like, I'm glad they finally decided, okay, we need to step back. And let's, let's kind of just, let's just do it how we were going to do it, how we want to do it. Because here's the thing, it, the, a movie doesn't, a movie isn't um, toxic masculinity if it has a main lead character who's a male doing good things. That's not toxic. I hate when people say that. Like the Batman 2022, here's the thing, nobody actually, I don't even think people actually say that. I think it's just a narrative Marvel had in their head. That wasn't true. Nobody talks shit about Batman 2022 for being toxic masculinity. Yeah, the edits afterwards where everybody's like, I'm Batman. You know, that's that's kind of annoying, you know, where everybody thinks they're like this hooded dark knight guy. You know, I'm in the shadows. Yeah, that's kind of fucked up. You know, people didn't like that. But like the movie itself, like the movie itself, like watching Batman do Batman things. <clears throat> nobody came out of that movie going, that's very toxic. No, no, nobody came out of the movie saying that. Nobody, oh, him and, oh my god, Catwoman doesn't become the main character? This is fucked. This whole film is fucked. It's Batman. It's not Catwoman. Gosh. Okay, Godzilla. Um, Godzilla minus one. This is the first time ever IMAX is taking priority of a Japanese film over a uh, Hollywood film in uh, or a United States-based film for the first time ever for IMAX theaters. Godzilla Minus One will be in IMAX theaters for the entire month since uh, uh, after its release in November 29, 2023. All IMAX theaters will only have the movie until December 31st of, of 2023. Raven's thoughts. What do you think? Good thing or bad thing? First off, have you even seen the uh, Godzilla Minus thing. One trailer? Yeah, I, I've seen the trailers. I've been keeping up on it. I, I'm happy about it because I actually think this, I think the movie will be amazing. I mean, Godzilla looks insane. Also, this is another one of those he things where, where, look, the budget's $15 million, and look at how Godzilla looks. He uh, looks great. For $15 million? Oh, my God, he looks dude. great. For $15 million. And this is what happens when you do a little bit of practical effects mixed with CG. You, you get... want to know something funny about this? What? $15 million, and he looks about on par or better in that trailer than the Apple TV show coming out. Which, the Apple TV show of Godzilla? Yeah, Legacy of Monsters, where it has Godzilla in it. That Godzilla wait, looks like it needs I don't even, wait, I've never even heard of this thing. Wait, what? Legacy of Monsters? Wait, I am not, is this, oh, Monarch. It's about, like, the Monarch, peop, the, 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 the people Monarch or whatever, right? Yeah, that Godzilla's this whole... in the film. It's a, it's a it's a series. It has multiple episodes. Oh, this it, looks it, horrible. It has Godzilla. I mean, I I'm interested in it because because uh, I just watched a trailer before we started the podcast. When does this drop? I, I don't I don't think it's going to be horrible. It's just when I'm looking at minus one and I'm looking at this, like I'm minus one looks a little bit better. It's got Kurt Russell in it. Yeah, the show looks looks great in terms of the story. I'm actually interested in it because I want to watch it. It's it just, has his actual son comparing, in it, too. Yeah, playing a younger version of him. That's fucking sick, dude. Oh, wow. Yeah, so, like, it, but we're talking about, like, budgets and how it looks. And the Godzilla in 
Legacy of Monsters, which has a higher budget for its TV show of multiple episodes, does not look as good as Minus One. No, absolutely not. And this is, well, you got to remember, okay, I'm, this is semi-racist, semi-not racist. It's Japanese. Japanese filmmakers and j- people, Japanese people in general, will go all out on their things. And they usually don't have a should. lot of money to do it. Like, it, Japanese culture is essentially like the, like going all or nothing. If you don't put all your effort into what you're doing, it's not worth it. That's why, why do you think Japanese people always look exhausted when they work, like, day jobs? Because they're working, like, Monday to Saturday, like, fucking 7 a.m. to, like, 8 p.m., you know? And they're working Monday to Saturday because that's their culture. You work until you die. And you do everything as best as you can, even when you're tired, even when you want to sleep. That's why Japanese school is so hard. That's why Japanese films are so good. Like, okay, have you, uh, Quaidon. By the way, Quaidon, I want to point out, is not, even though, despite it being Japanese, is not a Japanese um, novel. It's not written by a Japanese man. It's written by some Welsh guy or Danish or Irish. I don't remember. But the movie Quaidon that came out in 1964 is by a, by a Japanese director and was a fully Japanese film. And this movie, this is an all or nothing like movie like like Quaidon is one of the best movies you'll ever watch and it's from 1964 it's literally fantastic it looks beautiful for it being oops like if there's no behind the scenes of it because that like didn't really exist even in the 60s uh in American films but like like watching everything like it's just so like well done (laughs) sorry I'm really burpy today but yeah, I'm really excited. This is the first time ever that a Japanese film, or I guess actually, no, yeah, Japanese film, because um, IMAX has had a few where um, there's been some European filmmakers that have gotten their films. There was a French horror film that was in IMAX for a month, because uh, IMAX years, they do it like in long periods of time usually. Uh, very rarely. The only time they ever make exceptions to like doing multiple movies or whatever is... Uh, when there's two movies coming out that are so massive, you can't, like, not have one for, like, a week and then the other one for a week. Like, Oppenheimer and Barbie. Barbie was in um, <clears throat> IMAX for a certain amount of time. Also, I want to point out, I th- this is a theory, and I'll, I'll end with this, since this was an entire thing about Marvel, essentially. Marvel 100%, and this is my conspiracy theory, Marvel 100% either paid off or forced the Dune project to be released later than it was. Because IMAX theaters, which are massive theaters in the United States and in the world, that people only will go to IMAX theaters, a lot of people will only go to IMAX theaters to see it in IMAX, okay? Was going to choose Dune 2 for the entire month of November since it, after from its release than the Marvels. And now that Dune 2 isn't in its spot anymore, guess what movies come into IMAX? Marvels, the Marvels. Hmm. So my conspiracy theory is Disney paid off the Dune crew. I think it's Warner Brothers for like push it off to like February or March or whenever it's coming out. 2024. That also doesn't hinder with any of our other Marvel releases either. That's kind of sad if that that's what I was thinking, because like the film was done. It's been done edited. It, it had its time slots with IMAX. It had everything. And all of a sudden they go, oh, we're deciding to push it back uh, a few months. And it's like, why? 
I was I was still and now I understand it honestly. I think this is probably what happened. I think the I think it's I think it's a conspiracy that we need to uh, look into. Disney is Disney is now controlling. Disney's now controlling the whole release schedule of movies. Considering that, you know, there are some companies that are actually owned by Disney as subsidiaries that own a whole lot of theaters. We, yep. You know, it's a probable conspiracy. Absolutely. Well, we didn't mean to get too conspiracy theory uh, theorist on you, but um, we're going to end with that. So, yeah, thank you guys for watching. Thank you guys for listening. As always, we love to shit on Marvel. We love to shit on everything. But we also love cinema. We love writing. So, this is honestly just a fun thing for us. Our numbers, as always, are super good right now. I, I thank you guys so much for, for the constant support. I know the college has the, the college and the radio station has given us a lot of opportunities to have our show be more popular than it actually is airing on Kilt Radio and all that stuff. Um, but also, just like without that, our numbers, like our recorded listen numbers on Spotify, Apple, um, on Google Podcasts, um, there was even there was even some Amazon podcast stuff that was really blowing up too. So people are listening to Amazon podcasts. Um, YouTube is doing really well too. It's or I wouldn't say really well. It's doing pretty fine. It's okay. Um, so we thank you guys for watching visually. We thank you guys for um, listening and. Yeah, we, we love you guys. We, we appreciate it so much. Raven, any final words you want to say? Uh, no. All right, with that, we thank you so much, and we will see you next week. Bye, lovelies. See ya. Bye.